Hello, livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk. But if not, then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. Welcome, Livestock Friends, to this Before the Bid podcast. And on this one, we're going to go talk some cattle. And we are going out to Torrington, Wyoming. And you might think that that's out in the middle of nowhere. But our guest, he's going to kind of explain that, you know, he's pretty close to a couple things. I have a guy on the phone that is a Butler Community College graduate. He went to Butler and judged. And then he went on to Oklahoma State. And he was on the livestock judging team there. He is a third-generation livestock producer and cattleman. And so I am excited to meet this guy and talk to him and he is from the m lazy heart ranch again out there in wyoming and we're going to talk with pd miller got to know him quite a bit today and pd i got to tell you this is one of the fastest turnarounds that we've had when somebody contacts us about a podcast usually we don't get them on that very same day but uh, appreciate you getting with us here and and getting this thing put together and uh, i want to welcome you to the podcast <laughs> well, thanks for having me, Andy. And, and it may be a fast turnaround, but you know, out here in Wyoming, we like to do things fast, we're decisive, and we're ready to roll. <laughs> I can appreciate that and, and appreciate you responding to Brandy on that. So uh, we'll get this thing going and we're going to have a good time. And it sure has been nice to meet you and talk to you and learn about some of that history that I want to bring out because, man, the family's been across the country. They've been in the livestock, been in the cattle, and they've got a lot of lots here for you to uh evaluate and they're going to have a sale on sc sales and that's going to be on september 23rd and you call it the m lazy heart ranch volume 15 sale is that right pd yep it's the volume 15 sale it, we called it the western shootout when we first started uh 15 years ago this sale started as kind of a pasture bid off and we did it back in may we did that sale for eight or nine years and then decided that you know to probably better service our clientele we'd move it back to september where everyone had a better idea what these cattle were going to look like and what they were going to do in the end so we bumped it back but We've been having this early sale for 15 years now, and I guess my family and I are awfully proud of the fact that there are cattlemen in this industry that stay around for that long, especially selling show steers. Right. Yes, and you have gotten to grow up with that and uh, come through that, a, a young man of 24 years old. And so you guys learned a lot going on through the years on these sales and, and putting these things together. How many of these fall sales have you had? Oh, so typically most years we have four fall sales. We'll have a sale in September, October, November, and December. This year we're going to kind of combine and kind of condense. We had the, the four sale system there for five or six years and then the 10 prior to that. But these fall sales, we, we did a lot of them. And this year we just decided to put all the cattle together. That way people weren't picking and choosing to when they bid and when they wanted to buy. We wanted to condense and put all the cattle in one. And we bumped back our September sale a couple of weeks just to go ahead and bump up the October cattle with them and the November cattle as well. That way we could put 53 head together and folks could see them side by side. 
Right. And 53 head, that's going to make for a long night there on SCE, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> so they like to, to get those things uh, late into the evening. And, and with 53 head, why, that's going to make it interesting. Absolutely. The only thing would be better if we were on Eastern time so everyone else in the country could have a second to think about them. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it, yeah. you guys are two hours behind Eastern time, so that's going to get into late in the evening here out east. So, uh, But we plan to be on watching it go down So, and excited about it. PD, if you would, why don't you kind of start us from the beginning and what's the history of M. Lazy Heart Ranch and how did you guys get started and get going and, and what's the history behind that? So kind of the history behind it, my mom grew up on a dairy operation back in Pennsylvania and my dad grew up with a construction company back east. They were both from about 45 minutes away from each other in Pennsylvania and they met at Penn State and they ended up getting married and Dad always showed Charlay cattle. He worked with Cliff Orley back east, and he showed Charlay heifers competitively across the country for a long time. One day, he just kind of sat down and realized and thought it was his dream to feed cattle and sell show steers and show heifers across the country. And he wanted to get out of the East Coast and wanted to move out west. So it was either buy a feed yard in Torrington, Wyoming, or buy a sale barn in Texas. And, uh, you know, long story short, he decided to move to Wyoming. So they moved me at 18 months old out here with my little brother that was just born. Uh, moved us out to Wyoming, and we started raising club calves and running a feed yard. Yeah, they, they didn't have anything else to do with two young boys at, at that age, did they? <laughs> Absolutely. And they moved out here and kind of the story behind the name and the brand where I'm Lazy Heart Ranch, because uh, we're still in brand country out here. Mm -hmm. Whenever cattle move from county to county or state to state, we have to have a brand paper on them. And every single one of our cattle that is raised on this operation gets a hot brand on their left rib of the M Lazy Heart. Okay. And you guys, you bought a feed yard and you're not just feeding a couple hundred cattle. <laughs> no, right now we're a, about a 6,500 head, one-time capacity feed yard, and primarily we feed customer cattle. Uh, folks will pay us to feed their cattle and market them for them, but we feed a few of our own there through the yard. At one time, we can fit 6,500 mature type cattle, and when we get balling calves in the fall, I think Dad will push the limits and fill pens. We can probably have 8,500 once we get it all sorted out. Oh, wow. And you say some of your cattle go in there as well that, that maybe you don't sell for show cattle? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, stuff from our own herd that we don't necessarily sell as show cattle or, you know, replacement heifers we don't keep, they all go to the feed yard. So uh, we try to make practicality our first priority that way that even if they don't make show cattle, they're ones that can perform and do well in the feed yard. Mm -hmm. And I guess that kind of brings us to a little bit of, of your breeding philosophy and, and how things go around there. You guys have quite a few cows running around there. And do you have two segments to your breeding? And, and I know you kind of alluded to that just a second ago, but is there two segments to your breeding where you, you have some that are geared more towards the feedlot and, and some that are geared more, more towards the show cattle? Yeah, absolutely. We've got a couple different stages of cattle we raise. We raise springborns and fallborns both. And of those 420 that are split between springborns and fallborns, everything either gets an embryo put in them or they're AI cattle. But we'll run bulls behind them to where if a recip doesn't take, they're still marketable cattle through the feed yard. Uh, you know, they're ones that are going to have some body shape. They're going to be practical and functional and have some muscularity. So at the end of the day, a guy can still market them to one of the four major packers across the country. Mm -hmm. And with over 400 cows, about what percent of that is your embryo work? 
I'd like to pick it up, but right now we'll put in 100 to 150 embryos a year. So we're probably just over a quarter of these cows getting embryos put in them. Okay. And you guys actually working with Transova, is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. And what do you guys do with Transova? So right now we're a satellite facility for Transova where folks will call in and book to get their cows flushed or IVF. And they'll bring them to our satellite facility here, and we'll help them by providing the facilities to where they can flush their cattle here and then flush our own as well. I think this year so far, we had seven or eight different flush dates here at our house and our facility. And I think across the board, we probably flush cows through the chute 200 or 250 times. Oh, wow. So not only are you running that big of a feed yard, you've also got the flush facility. Plus, you've also got all these cattle that you're trying to get ready to market and sell and make these show cattle out of these things. And, and that doesn't just happen by itself. Uh, how, how many guys you got running around there helping and, and who might those guys be? <laughs> so right now I'm actually uh, by myself on the cow side of things. Uh, it's just me running the ranch and kind of the ranch operation. My dad and mom do a big, big deal uh, they're running the feed store in our feed yard as well. We've got a feed store to where we can market show feeds and make custom blends for customers once they buy cattle from here and then help them feed their livestock through their endpoint. My mom and my dad have a very, very big part still in the feed yard and the feed store. And my little brother just graduated from college last year, so he's back home. We've got all of our family back here besides my little sister who's still in college. And then on top of that, we've got six or seven more employees as well that'll help out, uh, whether it's coming over and helping me Craig check cows or AI cows or whether it's riding pens or feeding cattle at the feed yard. Okay. But all of this and, and you guys are all a family operation with uh, a couple guys that come in and help. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's what my parents' vision was, and that's what mine is too, is that this is a family operation, and that's what we really push ourselves to be, because at the end of the day, nothing matters more than family, and our family is going to be the ones to run this operation, because we're the ones that built it from the ground up. Man, I think that's awesome. Let's give a little shout out some of those guys that are local. Tell us a little more about that feed mill that you guys have. Yeah, the feed mill, uh, it's kind of an up-and-coming deal. We actually haven't broke ground on it yet. We've had a feed store. Uh, we're ADM suppliers and makes kind of our own custom blend. We've done that for about two years now. And, and then Dad and Mom got together and thought the next best thing was to build a feed mill out here. So we'll actually have the only licensed feed mill in the state of Wyoming when we break ground on it. So they're going to try to break ground next month, and it'll hopefully be finished by next May to where we can mix any custom mineral or feed that a guy wants. We can make cake cubes, and basically we can mix any feed that anyone desires. I think from a customer service aspect, it'll be a very neat deal. University of Wyoming and Colorado State have both already started to partner in. Oh, wow. uh, just so we can mix pellets and rations that have medications in them for research at the universities. Mm -hmm. You're basically going to be able to go statewide all that you want with that, right? Yes, absolutely. And it, the feed mill will be big enough. I mean, we can supply from Torrington, Wyoming to the West Coast and clear over into Omaha, probably. Okay. Well, where is Torrington, Wyoming? 
So Torrington, contrary to popular belief, it's not in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> we're, uh, <laughs> well, I was we're wondering, actually, I was kind of wondering if we were going to have good cell phone service, but, uh, the way, it's, <laughs> the way it sounds, you're, you're, uh, right, right in the middle of, of a lot of things there. I promise there's a McDonald's only five minutes from my house and there's a Walmart 30 minutes away. There you go. There you go. Uh, we're over on the far east side of the state, actually. Uh, you know, we're only seven miles from the Nebraska border and 80 from Colorado. Denver's always the closest show we go to, and Denver's two and a half hours away from us. And there's a bunch of shows over there in Grand Island. I mean, Grand Island's only four and a half hours away as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's really neat right there, kind of in the middle of, of everything, and you can get there pretty quick. That's that's pretty neat. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, folks, uh, some folks stammer at the fact that when you say Wyoming, well, they think it takes forever to get there, but, you know, we're not too far off the beaten path. Right. Great opportunity for people to, to come look at cattle. Absolutely. I think we may be the farthest west some people go, but uh, you got to start somewhere. Right. And you guys have a lot of cattle to look at. You've got 53 coming up here in this SC sale, and then you say you've got quite a few left to to come in later for the later sale. Yeah, absolutely. We've got these first 53 that we're going to sell with SC there on the 23rd, and they're kind of our bigger, more mature cattle. Like I always say, we don't sell the best cattle early. We just sell the ones that are most ready to go, and this is the big, woofy, mature set. They're going to make those early state fairs, early county fairs, and there's even a handful of mix of them in there that'll be Kansas City-sized. We've still got about 180 on the side of the cow, and primarily those are replacement heifers, later-type show heifers, and some holdover steers. Okay, and so you're going to wait to wean those off here till after the sale, and sale gets over to get those cattle out of there and, and bring the rest in and start a new set yeah i've been plenty busy trying to get this sale ready <laughs> so we'll get this sale over with and wait till about the first week of october and we'll wean those off the side of the cow and start selling again right well uh, you guys have obviously done a good job of selling and and gotten them into some really good hands because you guys have got uh, quite a few success stories here if you will go to the m lazy heart ranch you guys have a facebook page uh, that you guys have some of these on and that's what i'm actually looking at so uh, if you would pd why don't you tell us a few of those success stories that you guys have had you know, it's been a really, really good run here uh, for the past couple of years. Uh, since I've been home and since my family has started this business, we've had a lot of success over the years from multiple state fair and national champions to even success stories at the county fair level. I think in Wyoming this year, there are 23 different counties and we exhibited at 17 of those. And of the 17 county fairs we had cattle exhibited at, we ended up winning or being reserved at eight of those. Oh, my gosh. So it's been a very, very good run, particularly in the state of Wyoming, but national caliber cattle as well. The McKay family exhibited a steer from us they bought last year. He was fourth overall at the inaugural Cattlemen's Congress this year. Styles Patton exhibited a steer last year that was a reserve exotic at Fort Worth. It was a very, very good calf. And even before that, my parents have done a great, great job of just getting good cattle into good homes and you know that's what creates the success stories in the end because without good cattle to start you're not going to win in the end and without good homes you're surely not going to win in the end right and my guess is that uh, you get to run around and do all you can to help those exhibitors and and probably fit some of those cattle as well 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I think we have a very, very good set of cattle, not only this year, but years prior. We've got good cattle. We raise good stock. But at the end of the day, to provide the best customer service, someone has to go clip and work on these cattle and give families feed advice. You can go anywhere in the country and find a show steer. I want to provide a service to where you buy a very good calf and then we help you all the way to the end. That way they're the most successful they can be. Right. And that's in turn going to get you out there a, a little bit more and get some more people to, to come buy some of those cattle because they see those success stories. Absolutely. And you know, at the end of the day, it's just miles on the truck. Ain't nothing to it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And a little little time away from home uh, to let somebody else take care of some of that stuff, maybe, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not always the worst thing in the world. You know, I... Oh, I probably traveled seven or 8,000 miles this summer just clipping county fair steers, let alone state fair steers. And, oh, from June 1st through August 15th, I think me and my boys ran around and we clipped 67 ahead of them, getting them ready to go to shows. Oh, my gosh. So you got a little bit of clipping going on there, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, and, and like I said, uh, the service aspect is something that I'm really trying to bring back to this operation because I truly believe someone can buy a show care from anywhere, but to be the most successful, you have to provide a service as well. Right. And you guys also, uh, on your Facebook page, you guys have what looks like some successful pigs as well. <laughs> absolutely. That uh, A few years ago, we started showing pigs and my dad and I fell in love with it. We fed a lot of pigs and we sell a lot of pigs as well. We consult on helping feed stuff across the country. And I think the turning point on the pig deal, we showed them. And the first year we ever bought pigs, we kept them in our cattle cooler for Denver because <laughs> we didn't have anywhere else that was heated. Right. <laughs> so we put a little milk house heater in our cooler and kept our pigs in there. <laughs> and from there, it turned into a little more competitive thing because my little sister won the World Pork Expo one year with a Chester barrel. And it just kind of turned into a passion of ours and something we love to do. So we're not only about the cattle around here. We love the pig deal as well. Uh-huh. Now, how many sows you guys run in? We don't have any sows. Okay. All of our sows that we own part of run with the Rosenbaum Livestock over there in Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. And uh, Ricky's a great dude. He does a great job. He's really good with families, really good with kids. and He raises a heck of a set of pigs every year. Instead of raising sows and doing it ourselves, you know, we're busy enough with the cattle right. deal. Ricky kind of handles that. Okay. But he sells an awfully good set of hogs every year. Okay. Well, that was going to be my next question. With all the stuff you guys have going on, how could you take care of pigs too? But uh, that kind of answers that. <laughs> I think that's the one thing we can't do out here. <laughs> okay. All right. There's also a bunch of successful sheep and goats on there as well. Absolutely. And that's that's from the feed store side of things. You know, we don't trade or sell many sheep and goats. Uh, I'll sell a few here and there. But primarily what our goal and what our vision is at the feed store is everyone goes out and buys livestock and wants to show them no matter the level that it's at, whether it's a county fair show or you're going to Kansas City or Louisville to show. Someone needs help at some point. So our, our feed store vision is really just to provide a good product, a good feed. And then a service on top of it. You know, if you come in and you ask, hey, what does my sheep or goat need to look better? We're going to try to help you as much as we can just to make that animal look their best in the end. Mm -hmm. I'm shaking my head in awe of all the things that you guys <laughs> do and all the knowledge that you obviously have by all the success that you guys have had, whether it be selling them and, and getting them ready or helping feed them. Just what a story you guys have. And I, I think that's really cool. 
absolutely it's uh it definitely takes an army to get everything done but you can sleep when you're dead i suppose (laughs) (laughs) true story (laughs) true story yeah we know that as well so yeah that is a true statement right there so pd you guys have a couple bulls that uh you're gonna sell some semen on and and that you've had some success with and want to give you some time to talk about those as well we've got a lot of bulls around now and it started off as kind of a deal that we wanted to make our cleanup bulls very, very good. So the calves out of them were still marketable, but it turned into now where we're selling semen on these cattle because they're so good. And the, the bull lineup we have, we truly believe in them. I looked at breeding lists from this summer and we probably bred 60 or 70% of our herd to our own bulls. And oh, wow. of those bulls, we've got a bull called something else that we own with Griswold. He's a double clean, half blood Maine. He's a get you some Ollie Uchi strictly business. And that's a very, very good animal. Uh, probably our best set we've had all year is out of that bull he's wild looking he's really really sound he's big shaped i think that bull interjects a lot of very very good things into his progeny and on the other side of things if you're looking for a dirty bull we've got one called the red elephant uh went down my junior year of college and bought half interest in him from brian mckay and uh, i thought he was a very unique animal for a red bull he's very very big legged very sound and we're seeing in his progeny he's making these things so good jointed and so good bodied and just so practical about their look i think he's a very very good animal as well Mm -hmm. this year we kept a couple of them back as well uh we own a bull with kyle lemon out of maryland his name's allegedly he's a win in doubt son double clean as well and that thing for a clean bull is as hairy stout and big footed as you can make them we bred 40 or 50 units of that bull this year just banking on the fact that he's so good looking and so stout he's going to make something in the end Mm -hmm. where can we get semen on these bulls or or is it just something else that you're really offering semen on or you got some red elephant and things as well yeah so we offer semen on all of them Uh, you can get something else semen either through us or through griswold Uh, griswold will ship it to you or if you call me uh, we get all our bulls collected at Western Sire Services in Gordon, Nebraska. They do a great job and keep a lot of our semen on hand. If you call me and order some semen, you send me a check for the bill for the semen and then pay to ship it out of Western Sire Services, and they'll ship it to your house that week. That's typically how I do the red elephant semen. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's also carried through Gene Source as well. Okay. And then allegedly, we're just kind of starting to get kicked up on semen sales with him being a yearling bull but you can get that semen through me or through kyle lemon as well okay where can we see pictures or videos of these bulls honestly the best place is probably our website if you just go to mlazyheartranch.com we've got a sire page where you can see what these things have raised in the past and see pictures of all of them or our facebook page as well you might have to dig a little bit through all the posts and success stories across the board but <laughs> there's a a, at some point you're going to find a picture or a video of these bulls as well okay yeah i'm uh, scrolling down through here and uh find them there that there it is yeah you got to go clear back to april 15th uh, <laughs> as, as, uh, you've got to go ways back <laughs> yeah and there is a lot of success stories to get there but uh boy when you do man it's it's worth the worth the scroll down and and to look at those and those guys are awesome got a nice little ad there for them and uh so call those guys get you some get you some semen on them Absolutely. I think it's a great lineup of bulls. I think they're very versatile, and no matter what you're trying to do, we can find something to fit your operation. 
and you're trying to breed some cattle that again are are very functional and and can go out and make some high quality females as as well as some of these show steers am i correct with that yeah absolutely uh, you know coming back from school and coming back to the operation dad blessed me with a set of cows that are extremely stout they're shapely they're big haired they're wild looking a guy just has to breed a little bit of practicality into them and like him and i talk all the time functional cattle make the world go round the easiest way to make a consumer unhappy is to sell them one that's not sound enough or they don't feed well enough Mm -hmm. because if you can't make it to the end with one of those two things then there's no point in doing it right and how many of those cattle do we see that 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 happens to and you know in today's day and age particularly getting around and judging shows myself they've got to be practical they've got to be sound legged because from the second they walk in the ring that's almost the first thing you notice true story true story well pd anything else about the history or breeding philosophies or anything before we get into some of these cattle no not necessarily i think i will note the fact that we're kind of known as the show steer people or the market heifer people but we're trying to change this operation around a little bit where we can raise maternal cattle as well we've been investing in some angus charlet hereford limousine and maternal bred cattle to where we're trying to make this operation a one-stop shop in the end Mm -hmm. you can come out here and you can find a high-end breeding heifer that's going to go win shows or you can find the high-end show steer that goes to win a state fair or your very competitive county fair or kansas city as well and if you want both then great you can come here to find both in the end Mm mm-hmm well, that's great, and keeps you hopping, keeps you on top of things, and, and yeah, it makes you a one-stop shop, and then you can take them home and feed them as well out of feed that you guys designed for them. Yeah, absolutely, and that uh, makes it easy through the whole process. If we raise them, sell them, and can help feed them, I think it uh, really limits the things that can go wrong when we know how cattle are going to feed and can help you along with it. Absolutely agree with that. So let's kind of get into these cattle. You guys have a sale on SC September 23rd. So go down and and see that. And I'm going to say by the time this podcast gets put out that it's loaded on there. So you can go look at that or you can watch the podcast video. Watch podcast video on our Facebook or on our YouTube channel, and uh, you can see these cattle as PD is going to talk about those. Uh, we'll flash those across the screen as as he talks about them and let you know some of his thoughts on these cattle, maybe even more than what's on those footnotes. So, PD, you elected to start with some of these steers, and so uh, we got a couple steers that we're going to talk about. So let's kind of get into those here, and, and you want to start out with a here I am on the lot one steer. That's a very, very good calf. We've been doing this for 15 years and trying to put them together and make them better and better. This calf is as good as we have raised. He's awesome bodied and proportional. Just to talk about a here I am that's so young and has that kind of lower body balance, I think is very, very unique. You know, he's a long neck, good looking one that's short bodied, big middled, and still has plenty of punch. But for the current show day and age, that thing's lower joints are very, very good. He's smooth jointed. He's flexible, got great set to his shoulder. And I just think that's a very, very good calf. He's not probably one that goes out and makes a July or August show. But I think if you're looking to take a swing at the big ones, that's a very, very unique and a very, very good calf. Okay. Uh, Sounds like a great way to start there then. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I know uh, some people may balk at the fact that his mother, <laughs> her initials are IDK. <laughs> and actually, his, uh, his cow we refer to as the I don't know cow. We actually know what she is. We just ran a cleanup bull for a few years. Uh, I thought I was being wise and named one of our cleanup bulls. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've come to find out that's a bigger pain than I thought. Right. Actually, he's a here I am, and his mother's out of the bull we called I don't know. He was a made-to-order whiskey on the bottom side of that deal. Okay. Yeah, that would be uh, a little bit extra explaining maybe on on some of those. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> I've, had, I've had a few families through this year already that have uh, asked me, do you really don't know what that cow is? <laughs> I've got to laugh for a second before I can finally explain <laughs> that I do know what she is. She's out of the I don't know bull. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, do, do, do you know what he is? <laughs> She's a very, very good cow. She's that's this is only her second calf that's gonna be our lot one. And you know, eighty days after she had that calf, I turned around and flushed her back to here I am as many times as I could. All right. Sounds like a great mating and uh away you go to get some more of them coming on. Absolutely, for sure. So then we go to uh, another bull that doesn't need much introduction. Uh, we've got a in God we trust, there's a lot too. Yep, I, I think that's a very good calf, and we all know in God we trust is going to make them big-footed, big-legged, awesome middle and big-hipped. But yeah, this steer we've got at lot two is kind of atypical for that mating. I think he's got yellow jacket on the bottom side, and a, a great cow with Dr. Dave Duellos that has raised a lot of progeny. I I remember a set of Troubadour daughters out of him. And it sold for forty or fifty thousand for half interest through his Western Elite sale. And this calf has the prototypical in God we trust foot structure, stoutness, and density. But man, he is built for speed for his look. His neck is the longest third on his body. His chest and his lower body line proportion so well. He's big haired and good looking. I think that lot two steer is one that if a guy just takes him home and feeds on him as all the exotic and extra pieces to go ahead and win a big one. Mm-hmm. Of course, the In God We Trust have been getting it done. Absolutely. You know, there used to be a day where everything that won was black, but the In God We Trust has won every major show in the country now, I believe. Right, he has, and uh, they're they're not all black. <laughs> no, exactly. It used to be days where guys would shy away from a white one, and I think those days are long behind us because they're good cattle and very, very good stock. Right, absolutely agree. The lot threes, uh, a quality counts. That lot three steer, we've had a lot of success with that mating. The quality counts out of our Gucci donor, they've been our high sellers in our past two September sales. There have been... 11 steers out of that mating so far, and they've averaged 16.5 across the board. Mm-hmm. And that lot three steer, he's the most atypical one out of that flush ever. Typically, they're awesome bodied, really smooth muscle, and really sound. But this one combines all those pieces with being so dense, so big footed, and so stout legged. I, I think he's a very unique calf, particularly out of that mating, just because he's so dense, he's so bold, and he's so stout. I've had several guys up from Texas I've talked to already this year, and 
you know, he's got the muscle shape and stoutness to shear, but he's got kind of a northern build just because he's so sound-legged and good-footed. So uh, pretty versatile and, and kind of can go wherever he wants as long as somebody knows how to handle him. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a calf that's versatile in the sense you could take him to Dallas and shear him, mm-hmm. or you could take him to Indiana State Fair and get along real, real well. Right. Well, that's good. Well, we'd be be glad to see him out here in Indiana. So. Yes, absolutely. A lot for a win in doubt. Good calf. Out of that U850 donor cow of ours, so she'd be the mother to that something else promotional sire of ours. So he'd be a maternal sib to something else and a couple of heifers that have got along real well. And that's probably the closest we've come to making a steer of Julia Fries that she showed in 2017 that won Kansas Beef Expo and then rolled around and was third in class at Fort Worth. That one's so atypical for a win and doubt because he's bold and powerful out of his upper body. He's big, square, hipped, and he's got essentially zero chest and zero throat. That calf's build and look are very, very good. He's probably not just the fluffiest one today. But, man, that one's pieces are built for the long haul. That sounds like an interesting one there. So, Absolutely. We'll go to lot five and go back to another in God we trust. Yeah, but good little calf. He, he's just a first week of April. But with that, I think for a later size one, that calf's so good. It's hard for me to talk about him because I want to call him complete. Mm-hmm. But I know that phrasing is too plain for him. What I should say is he's so complete all over yet exotic in his look and his shape. His feet and legs are perfect. His body shape is awesome. And that one's lower body line proportions so, so well from the side. You almost don't expect him to have as much power as he does. He's big back, he's big hipped, and he's big footed. I think that's a calf that, you know, like I said, he doesn't reach one in July or August as far as a county or state fair. But when you start talking about those late August or September shows, I think he's the one that plays awfully hard. Mm-hmm. We go to the seven and eight. Those are out of this something else bull that we talked about earlier. Yeah, and like we talked about that bull, I just think his presence, his proportionality, and his look are so unique. And lot seven and eight both show that. A lot seven out of a Torrington Hannibal cow, and that's a really hard muscled, big back stout steer, and it's got an awesome neck set and a great look from the side. And then you talk about Lot 8, he's probably the hairiest one we had out of that bull. He's out of an MAB Hudeman cow, and just one that I think proportions and balances so well to have that much shape, that much skeletal quality, and that much look from the side. Those something else cattle are awfully, awfully good, in my opinion. How do we handle those? Do we, do we bring them home? Do we push them? Do we bring them home? Do we cruise them? What's your initial thoughts on that? I think if those cattle feed like something else is flush mate, I think you take them home and you push them for at least the first 90 to 120 days, and you just push them for all they've got. They're good enough legged, they're good enough chested, or if a guy takes them home and pushes on them, you can really kind of see what they'll be. Between lot seven and eight, seven's a little bigger and a little woofier. Eight's probably just a little bit more moderate and a little later maturing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, without anyone having any of these cattle before, this is his first calf crop. Mm-hmm. I think a guy takes them home and pushes on them for a bit to see what size they can get to. They're going to be good enough looking, good enough jointed where they can take a little bit of heat pushing them early. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> One of the good things about having good quality sound cattle, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can almost make those things any size you want them to be because they're good enough jointed to push, but they're short enough bodied where if a guy wants to hold on them, you can dang sure make them any size you want them to be. Right. 
Uh, we go back to the In God We Trust. We got the Lot 9 steer. Yeah, and that's an interesting one. You know, I love his color. That's an orange baldy calf that's going to stand out anywhere he goes. And on the bottom side of his pedigree, he reads to be a Hereford milkman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ran an L18 son that we bought from a neighbor of ours a while back, and we found those are some of our best replacements. If you just put that shot of Hereford in between hot bread on the bottom side and hot bread on the top side, it keeps their body shape and their feet and legs so, so good. And I think that calf's certainly exemplary of that. His feet and legs are awesome. His body shape's great. And he's a big, woofy one that's going to get there in late July or early August. That's a good calf that's good-haired and proportions really, really well. You must like these something else's because we got another good one is the Lot 11. Absolutely. I, I think that calf is as out there as they come. <laughs> We're kind of known for raising ones that are big hipped and big backed and freaky looking, but man, this one's neck is long and he is wild out there looking. It's one that has zero chest and his neck is so long and ties so good to the top side of his shoulder. Again, from the side, you don't expect him to have as much power as he has, but he's square pinned, he's big backed, and he's big hipped. Uh, that lot 11 camp with a little bit of feet is awfully, awfully good because he's so out there from the side. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he's ready to go February calf, right? Yep, he's a ready to go February calf. And uh, the thing I like most about that one is he's he reads with something else on the top side of his pedigree. But on the bottom side, he's got quality counts in there as well. And yeah, that bull's gained a little popularity since he died. He, he did a really good job for us here. We've sold a lot of high sellers out of him. And now that folks are coming back and starting to use them, those females are very, very good. And when you get some neck set and some look from both sides of his pedigree, uh, they're going to keep that all the way through the end. Mm-hmm. Skip down and we'll talk to lot 14. He's a safe and sound. Yep, he's a safe and sound out of a monopoly unforgiving gal. If you want to win jackpot shows or if you've got an early county or state fair, uh, that calf is very, very good. He's huge-legged. He's mature, he's woofy, he's ready to go. You can take him out next week or start him in November, and that one will jackpot all year long, being the big-legged, woofy, mature one that's going to get along at some point. And then I envision that camp as his end point being either a May County Fair, if you go to the West Coast, or from there, I think that one makes California Youth Expo or Michigan Livestock Expo uh, very, very easily. I think that calf, for being as mature and as stout as he is, that one's a look at neck setter out there. You're never going to have to worry about feeding chest or throat into him. Aren't those ones that are ready to go jackpotting right now, aren't they so cool? <laughs> oh, they're neat, and especially where that one, his hair is so good. and We don't want to say it because no one talks about it, but he's got the big ears and the good neck set. And we all know they look so cool when they're baby cams that have that going for them. <laughs> right. Uh, absolutely. And, and you can't just walk by them because you sure want to like them, something that's ready to go right now. Yeah. Liam, being out of that safe and sound bull, he's got a light blue head, but his body is just a shade darker. I think if a guy makes that one's body black for shows, it, it's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, make him stand out and make him look really, really cool. Yes, for sure. You've got uh, quite a few other steers, obviously, here since uh, we have 53 lots in the sale. And so make sure that you go down and, and see all of those other steers. And I'm sure, PD, if they have any questions about those, why they can call you and, and talk to you about all of those. And you can tell them anything that, that they want to know. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, you can sleep when you're dead. So any time of day, give me a call and, and let me know what you think. Those are some of the ones to highlight, but I think it's a very, very deep set. We've got 44 steers in the sale, and I'm confident in the fact that they're the best 44 cattle we could bring to the table, not only this year, but they're the best 44 cattle that we've ever raised. I think all the way from top to bottom, whether you're looking to be competitive at a national show, a state fair, or a county fair, uh, we can find something for you and we can get something done and get you some very good stock. Mm -hmm. Isn't it so much fun that when you work this hard at it and you breed this hard at it and you and you run this hard and, and when you just keep bringing those better ones and better ones and better ones and how your bottom, and, and maybe you can't even call it a bottom, as good as these cattle are, uh, when that raises every year and, and you just bring more and more good ones and, and you can see that and, and raise those up from the bottom. Yeah, and to be honest, this kind of hit me. It's almost a sigh of relief to be talking on the phone with you now and know we're almost to sale day because well, I've seen these things since they plopped on the ground out of the cow and I've tried to keep them alive and healthy till now and got them weaned and got them broke and got them clipped and got them pictured. And it's a sigh of relief to be talking to you now and knowing that sale day is coming up because uh, I've thought all along it was a great set and just seeing them come together now was just almost heartwarming, I suppose. Right, and to offer them out there and, and know that you're going to be able to follow them all winter and all summer next summer has got to be really cool. Especially knowing that the quality difference from number one through number 44 of the steers this year is as close as we've ever had. And I'm confident that even the 44th best one, the one that brings the 44th most money and the one that we all may like 44th best in this set can still go out and win a competitive county fair. Just kind of validates the feeling of what we've been doing for so many years trying to get this set ready. And you said you won how many county fairs in Wyoming last year? 17? Eight. Won eight. Okay. Had in 17. We exhibited at 17. Okay. We won. Had granted reserve at eight of them. Okay. But still, what a feat that uh, many operations uh, don't don't have so no and it used to be years past we probably out of the 14th western shootout sale we sold as many cattle to wyoming as we ever had and us kids my brother my sister and i grew up showing in wyoming and we didn't sell many into the state now that we're done showing we're ready to sell and mm -hmm. we're ready to go into this state and you know sell our best quality cattle in this area Right, and uh, obviously guys are paying attention, have been paying attention, and they're ready to stay right there in the state and keep those cattle right there. Absolutely. We've got some great families that do a very, very good job and find the best cattle they can, and we're always looking for more. Right, and we're not done talking cattle yet. we got three super heifers that we want to go through here, and uh, yeah, don't let us get off of that because we got this lot six coming at you. She's an onset. She's an onset, which is a hoot a man's son, and the cow side of that one is that Gucci cow that has raised so many high sellers and so many winners across the country. That's as good of a breeding piece as we have raised on this ranch ever. I'm not going to say about any of the other ones because I know she is, and I know that's the best breeding piece we ever raised. Like Dad and Mom and I talked, and we've been working towards this. We want to be a dual-purpose operation. We don't just want to sell show steers. We mm -hmm. love the show steer deal, and we do well at it, but... Well, we want to sell some females, too, and as we transition into trying to be an all-encompassing operation where we can do everything for everyone, we've got to sell some of our best heifers, and that's the best one out there. She's so, so good in her line. She's so good in the way her neck ties to the top side of her shoulder. She's a powerful, big-haired heifer. 
it's still so smooth and so good looking with that cow on the bottom side i'm gonna say that she's a very very good show heifer i think if you want to take her to junior nationals or any of the national shows that one certainly plays and she may even get a piece of it but that one's biggest days are going to be in the pasture her mama has done a great job for us and she's the first animal on our place that is not a quality count out of that cow oh wow that's cool i also think on that one as good as she is in the show ring a couple generations down the road a guy may realize her true value where a high t nowadays is considered six and a quarter percent she's right there at about 15 percent. so anything for dang near the next two generations is going to be a high key out of her oh yeah those are the kind of like when you bring them home and and breed on them and realize what they really really are after they've had a great successful show career and turn out and, and make you some more absolutely if this was three or four years ago we would have never offered her for sale because my little sister would have still been showing and that one would have been in our barn getting shown by Paige miller no ifs ands or buts about it but as we kind of transition into trying to sell maternal cattle as well we just felt like that one needed to be offered for sale right get it out there and uh, continue the buzz and, and get it in the heifer ring a, a little more with this one yes absolutely i think uh, that is one unique beast well, the Lot 10, that's also a, a heifer, and she's out of the something else that we've heard about a little bit. <laughs> and that's something else, Bull. When I talked to John Griswold and Kent Jakey about buying that one and partnering on him, we knew maybe his biggest value would be realized in heifers, and I think that's part of why they tied into him, because anything out of that bull is a maintainer. Mm-hmm. And this heifer right here is stout. She's good-looking. She's big-legged. And she's got the prototypical arrogance and presence that comes from that something else pedigree. But unlike the steers, she's smooth muscled and maternal about her build. She's awesome bodied and she's so good looking and so maternal from the side. I think for a dual registered heifer, you can either show her as a maintainer or a low percent key and get along either way just because she's so unique built, so good legged and so functional. Another great thing about that something else bull, if you want steers, he's got the high-quality steers. If you want high-quality females, why, he can do that too. Absolutely, and if you've got the cow base, just breed them to him, and whether it comes out of steer or a heifer, you can have some confidence in the fact that it's going to be a sellable and a good animal in the end. Right. The lot 17 is going to end this heifer lineup, and that is uh, April May We All. Yep, she's a unique bred animal, you know. Uh, she's a may we all have an outsider turton. I don't know how many cattle in the country can say that they're a composite char and a maintainer as well, but that one certainly doesn't. She is one good-legged, good-bodied, smooth and proportional-looking heifer. Uh, that is as show broken as ready as they come. You could come to my place tomorrow, throw on a halter, and take her to the show ring. She's ready to rock and ready to go whenever. She's awesome bodied. She's smooth. And I think the most unique thing about her is her spine. On the stand, she's strong spined for being that good bodied. But anytime we can make livestock, no matter what the species, that keep their spine level and their head up in motion, and there's little to no deviation in where their upper hip and their spine sets, I think that's unique. And she certainly does that for me.
Oh, that's cool. And man, I'm so anxious to see these cattle when you get the pictures and the videos taken and put this podcast video together. Man, I'm, I am excited to see them, uh, the way you talk about them and just kind of fires me up and excites me about that. Cause, uh, you know, you can see what you guys have done in the past and you can see that success that you guys have had in the past. And man, you know, that doesn't come from somebody just being on here and, and talking about cattle and how good they are. They, they've got to do that and they've got to be that. And when you've had to have sold those in the past that way so man i'm just excited to be able to see those and and put that thing together absolutely and i i think it's the most unique set we've ever put together adding these breeding heifers in there with the kind of high caliber steers that we're used to raising and used to putting together uh, i think even the heifer lineup down through the ranks there we've also got a, a composite red angus which is kind of an off-breed type deal and we don't typically raise them but we lucked into one that was bred to bear tooth and we have a composite red Angus heifer that's very, very good as well. Okay. Uh, again, something else to look forward to. So you've got four heifers in this sale, is that right? We've got four that I would consider breeding heifers. Okay. Uh, we've got nine heifers total. Okay. The other five to me are probably just a little punchier, a little stouter, and a little bigger haired. A guy could still get papers on them as a cow, but to me, they probably need to be shown as market heifers. Okay. All right. There's a lot of market for that. The market effort deal is, is getting hot and getting really tough. Absolutely. And that's something we've always prided ourselves on with selling steers across the country to keep us kids from competing with customers. We always showed market heifers and we pride ourselves on the, the market heifer show at Denver every year. Uh, that's one of our big goals to win. And one of our uh, big shows we go to, we pride ourselves in making some of the best market heifers in the country. And I think these five are certainly exemplary of that. Mm -hmm. So going to be offered as well there on SC on September 23rd. So you guys have a few semen lots, you know, a couple bulls that we've been hearing a little bit about. And you guys are also going to offer some semen on those. So these guys have their chance right here on this sale to get some of that semen. Yeah, for sure. I think when you go through and you look at the something else cattle we're selling, if you scroll to the bottom of the page, you're going to want to buy the semen. Mm -hmm. Their look and their presence is just stamped into every single one of them. And we're selling those semen lots, not because you can't get it anywhere else, but because uh, I feel compelled that once you see the progeny out of those two bulls, a guy's going to want to get some semen. That something else bull has done as good of a job as anything we've ever had on this place as far as making them consistently good livestock uh, regardless of sex. And then Red Elephant, we've sold a lot of semen on that bull. And just talking about making a Red Bull that's so big-footed and good skeleton, I think that one does a lot of good. He's square-hipped, he's neat from the side, and he's an MAB son that actually takes some shoulder out of him and can make him a little bit smoother. Mm -hmm. And you kind of started talking just a bit, but the next thing I was going to ask, what kind of cattle do we need to breed these guys to to really be successful? I think on something else, that bull does a great job of protecting your chest, your front end, and your look from the side. If you've got one that needs some look, bring him to something else because that bull is going to make him up-chested. He's going to make him good-looking and good-fronted. Then on top of it, I think that bull does a great job of just picking up their pin set and hardening up their muscle shape. You know, if you've got Monopoly daughters, particularly dirty ones, that bull just makes their upper hips so square and so good and yet still picks up their chest and makes them neat looking from the side. If you've got some hair and some body shape in those cows, 
that bull will do about the rest. And then uh, on the flip side of things, if you've got clean cows that need just a nickel's bit of body shape, they need some foot stoutness and some density down low, and just a little bit of practicality, I think that red elephant bull does a great job at doing that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. We've got one around here we're getting ready to flush and, and do a little off stuff with. So, yeah, I sure uh, interested in taking a look at these, and maybe that's something I can get these girls around here fired up about. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think uh, I, th- I think we've got a lot of bulls around here that do a lot of good, but just as far as making two versatile sires, I think you can dang near cover your cow herd with using them two bulls. Right. Sounds great. And, and as you've already proven, they can make both heifers and make steers and, and be high-quality cattle all the way around. So uh, just, Absolutely. Uh, just get them in, get them pregnant to him, and hold on because you're going to be ready to go do some damage around town, right? Absolutely. Well, PD, anything else we need to know about these cattle? Anything else we need to know about this sale before we kind of wrap this thing up here? No, I think we're good. I just uh, can't stress enough about how good I think this set is. From lot one to lot 53, they're not lotted in the quality I think they are. I just put them where I thought they fit. You know, you may buy lot one and go win a national show, and I hope you do because I think that calf's of that caliber. Or you may go to lot 53 and buy them, and I think that one's very capable of winning even the toughest of county fairs. And we're to the point now in this operation where I think the difference in quality from lot one to lot 53 is as close as it's ever been. So mm-hmm. don't be afraid to take a look. And if you have any questions, feel free to give me a shout because at the end of the day, uh, honesty makes the world go round. And if you've got questions about the cattle, be upfront and blunt about it, what I think of them and what I think they can do in the end. Right. Well, I think that's great, and and that's great people to work with and hear from and buy with confidence from. I know I sure appreciate that. So we can go to SC because the sale is going to be posted by the time this comes out. The sale is on September 23rd. We can also go to the M. Lazy Heart Ranch Facebook page. You've got is a mlazyheart.com website. Am I thinking right there? mlazyheartranch.com, yes, sir. Okay. And then uh, anywhere else we can find some information out if you know maybe we're not on facebook or uh anything like that are you a snapchatter are you a instagram or anything like that so the m lazy heart ranch has a facebook page and instagram page as well and if you want to add me on snapchat uh, i'm always taking videos of these things whether they're in the pen not cleaned up or whether they're in the picture pen i feel confident enough in these things to put snapchats out there and uh, my snapchat's just pd miller 307 Okay. Well, I'll hit you up here tonight when we get off the phone here and check out some of those things and and some of those videos. So, PD, man, I appreciate you getting this thing put together. And uh, again, we got a quick turnaround on this one, but uh, that's what we like. And I sure appreciate you responding to Brandy. And man, it's been great to meet you uh, over the phone and talk with you. And man, it sounds like you guys got some great stuff going on. And I'm excited for you and want to wish you a lot of luck there on September 23rd. Yes, sir. Thank you. And uh, and thank you for taking the time to talk and get our story out there about how we're a a family operation that's trying to do the best we can. And we think we've got an awfully good set of cattle put together. Thank you for uh, taking the time to talk with us and put our story out there. Well, we appreciate it very much. And we like good people and we like good families and we like good stories here on Before the Bid. So just fits right in. So Yes, sir. Thank you.
Again, M Lazy Heart Ranch Volume 15 sale, and that is going to be on SC on September 23rd. So be there. Go find them on all of those social media sites and website. And again, we want to thank PD Miller for talking with us this evening, and we want to thank you for listening to another edition of Before the Bid Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Before the Bid. For more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbeam.com or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram pages. For information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on Before the Bid.